Welcome to The Table with Vinny and Dave. At The Table, we have authentic conversations about various topics through the lens of the kingdom and our personal experiences. So pull up a chair and join us. There's room for everyone at The Table. Yo. Hey, what's up, guys? What it do, Brody? Welcome to The Table <laughs> with uh, Vinny and Dave. We uh, This is number one. Episode one. That's right. Let's get it. Let's get after it. <laughs> so if you're here, um, obviously you kind of maybe know who we are or somebody pointed you in our direction. Um, for myself, I am a minister. What's your name? David. David what? Shram. Hello, David. What's your name? Vinny Harris. Vinny. Hello, Vinny. <laughs> What's up, bro? <laughs> so a little bit about the two of us. Um, I'll let Vinny go first. Uh well, I think there's more context um, with our connection if you went first, but I will share that uh, I am a worshiper, um, I am a, a husband, I'm a father of five, um, and yeah, a friend to many homies, David being one of them, yeah. and uh, yeah, so we love Jesus. I love Jesus. David loves Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> so the, w- w- I think what he's saying in that one in regards to me going first is um, I am the co-laborer, co-pastor, and co-founder of Arise Kingdom Ministries alongside my beautiful wife, Krista Alicia. And uh, Vinny is our worship extraordinaire, our media extraordinaire. Um, he's been with our team for a, long, for a while now. Um, we've been plowing alongside each other in the spirit for, for a while now. And, yeah. uh, we have a pretty, I think we have a pretty tight relationship in our ministry and, uh, yeah, it's just, it's, it's amazing what the Lord has done in this little kernel of people. For sure. It has been a blessing for sure. I've grown so much under your guys' leadership and, um, Man, it's just such a special ministry to be part of. Um, you guys have empowered me and helped me grow, not only as a worshiper, but as a husband, as a father, um, as a follower of Christ. And um, yeah, it's just been such a sweet journey with you guys. So really honored to be sitting here with you, bro, doing this. Same. The honor is definitely the same. I share. You guys, <clears throat> you've poured into me more than I think you even realize. Honestly, it's a very powerful relationship. It's symbiotic. It's not just you glean, I glean. I feel very much privileged to be a part of this relationship. So, Amen. all the gushy stuff out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> so, this this podcast, episode number one of this podcast, we're, we're, we are calling it The Table. And I think Vinny and I have labored and talked over this topic. And the, 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 the table was just something that landed on me and I couldn't shake the idea. We tossed around a bunch of different names, but I think that the concept is as important as the name and the concept being that this is just like the table, like pull up a seat with us, with Jesus. And we're just going to talk about whatever, whatever, you know, whatever the Lord brings to our hearts, to our minds for the week. This is not a, you know, devotional serious podcast. You know, this is not going to be a, a specific you know, um, category mm-hmm. of a podcast. I think we're 
the vision that Vinny and I share for this is to be like the Joe Rogan of the Christian community. <laughs> Something yeah. that's entertaining and informative and edifying and yeah, in a nutshell, just some homies that love Jesus kicking it and talking about real life stuff, you know? Yeah. We want to keep it real. We don't want to, you know, be holier than thou and religious, but we do love Jesus. And so we um, we hope to live our lives in a way that, you know, normal everyday things point to Jesus and point to his his glory his good meaning his goodness in our lives his manifest goodness whether it's in our um our finances in our marriages um in our friendships in our communities like where is God's glory and goodness breaking through in our normal everyday lives um yeah just like we want to keep it real. Yeah, you know? real. I think we, when we talked about it, you and I had discussed the idea that of authenticity. Yeah. Um, authenticity, not disguised as false holiness or false humility, but not, not an authenticity that's sinful authenticity, but a real authenticity of like, these are the subjects, this is life, this is real. Mm-hmm. Like, let's come to the table, let's sit down and discuss these things. It doesn't have to be any particular one thing. That's what I love about the idea. Yeah. Yeah, same. Is that we're not pigeonholed into like a specific, like every week we have to meet this this criterion or every however often we release this podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Now we're going to have guests. It's not just going to be Vinny and Dave all the time. Sometimes we'll have other guests on to discuss topics and and conversations. And like I said, I, th- I think that the the heart of this thing is definitely like authentic conversation mm-hmm. in a real setting with real people that is relatable, understandable. Cause we're just, we're just two regular guys. <laughs> yeah. Like I don't consider myself a super Christian. Yeah. Yeah. Same. The only thing super about us is Jesus. Amen. <laughs> Seriously. That's like the only thing super about me. <laughs> Honestly. Well, with that being said, I think we had discussed the first one kind of went over what the gist of the podcast is going to be. And obviously it'll change and take shape as time goes on. Mm -hmm. But um, I think in the beginning, you and I talked about doing it in a topical kind of a fashion. Yeah. We're going to discuss identity Mm -hmm. a little bit today. So yeah, let's start. Let's just start talking about identity. (laughs) Well, it's funny. We talk about identity because Honestly, especially I know you and I are in the charismatic community. Identity is a buzzword yeah. around the charismatic community right now. Yeah. Um, it's true. Yeah. If you're not in the charismatic community and you're listening to this, we bless you, brothers yeah. and sisters. But yeah. we are in the, the charismatic. We fall into the charismatic side of the church. Yeah. And um, right now, uh, this identity key, this identity piece, whatever you want to call it, is like a huge, huge thing. And I think there's like a hundred different ways you could slice this this topic, mm-hmm. you know. But I think my, at least in, from my preparation for this has been, what can we say that makes it like simple and understandable and most of all, like relatable? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. what, is it, what is identity? Why is it important? 
what you know what I mean? Yeah. Totally. So. Yeah. First thing that comes to mind is just like not getting our identity from the world. There's like a little garble thing in my throat going on. So I'll edit that out. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, first thing that comes to mind is not getting our identity from the world. What others say about us, even like what we think about ourselves a lot of the time, you know, just based on our, our experiences don't necessarily identify us. Yeah. You know, Mm. I agree with that. I agree with that statement. I think that the temptation in the modern <clears throat> modern culture that we live in, that we find ourselves living this life in, is that the world wants you to identify with external factors about yourself. Whether that be your job title, your sexuality, you know, um, the amount of money you have in the bank, where you live, where you were born. Um, identity in this culture, at least from what I've noticed, tends to be very externally focused, like outwardly externally focused. Yeah. Like what kind of clothes do I wear? And what's that indicates what subculture I identify with. Right. Yeah. I feel like there's two voices that are constantly trying to, you know, speak into our identity. There's the world and there's the Lord. Yeah. You know? Even Jesus had the world, you know, trying to speak at his identity about who he was. You know, right. nothing good can come out of Nazareth. Nazareth. Right. Yeah. Right. Know. Isn't that the carpenter's kid? Right. Right. And they were saying that about Jesus. <laughs> right. like, like, it's funny. Like, we look at it like, oh man, it's Jesus. But like, the people in his town were like, yo, that's Jesus from down the road. Like, yeah. that guy is the, that guy's the son of God. Right. That guy's the Messiah. Like, because it's, they were trying to identify him by by his birth and by where he was from. Mm-hmm. So obviously, this has been an issue for at least two thousand years that we know of. It's <laughs> so, like right. record as far as that part of recorded history is concerned. <laughs> yeah. And you know, it's. I think that the the thing that really hit me when we were talking about identity through the week was that it's really tempting and really easy to when you're struggling with your identity in the Lord to be lured back into identifying by the world system Mm. to like, if you're in the middle of like a, you know, a hard season with the Lord or you're in a transitional season or things aren't necessarily going the way that you thought they would or believed they should or whatever. um, It's really easy to find yourself, myself specifically, trying to identify with other things because in order, because the, I think at the core of identifying ourselves by the Lord is the core of like self honesty. Mm-hmm. Like Jesus identifying us is not external in any way. It's an internal work, you know, we're identified as sons of God, but then also the, the, the things that Jesus knows about us are the, and identifies us with are the things that are inside. Mm-hmm. And when, when those things aren't perfectly aligned with what we think they should be, I think the temptation is to again try to reach outside of ourselves for some kind of like comfort or validation if we're feeling bad about our identity. Yeah, it's easy to do, fall into those 
patterns if we're not remembering and hearing the voice of the Lord and remembering what he did for us. You know, mm-hmm. that's where for me, my, um, if I'm struggling with my identity, it's, I always root it back to the gospel. Mm-hmm. I always root it back to, I think it was Dave Ramsey. I can't remember who said this, but there's just like, how do you define something's worth? Hmm. It's by how much someone is willing to pay for it. And then he goes on to say like, Jesus paid the highest price for you. You Hmm. know, he, so that's where our worth comes from. Yeah. That's how we know our value, our worth and I really who we are, our, our identity. You know, if God is willing to pay for us with his son's life, that must mean that we're special. Right. You know, he must think really highly of us. He must think that we're, we're good, Mm. you know? Yeah. And so I, I try to root it back to the gospel um, when I'm struggling, you know, with my identity. Yeah. That's good, man. That's a good key. Cause Mm -hmm. I think it's, um, yeah, if if and if that and it's establishing to st- go a step backwards beyond what you're saying, you took the time to establish that as a foundation. Yeah, you know, and I think that is where the church, us, in our body, our communities, the encouragement needs to be, as in take the time of doing the the identity work. Yeah, you know, don't just jump into it two feet and then. When you fall back, like, ah, I'm just going to go back to work or I'm just going to go back to this. I'm going to do that. You know, I'll fall back on the things that are familiar. Yeah. And that takes time. You know, that's a seasoned thing. Right. And fortunately, we have the Holy Spirit, you know, to convict us and to correct us into who God says we are. He's essentially God says who we are and the Holy Spirit is shaping us and transforming us into our original Mm-hmm. Um, identity and how the Lord actually created us. Um, yeah, I think they call that the already, not yet. Yeah. We're already made perfect, but yet we're being made perfect. Dude, I actually had revelation on that the other day with um, Philippians 1.6. He who began a good work and you will see it to completion mm. at the day of Christ Jesus. And I'm just like, oh, shoot, like... It is finished. Like hmm. I am a completed work, you know, but we're also in this already, not yet. That's a whole nother teaching. For yeah. Me. That's a whole <laughs> different topic. Yeah. Right. I could go on for hours about the already not yet idea. There's so much in that. It's like such a loaded. Statement. Yeah. Yeah, there is. And it actually, man, here we go. That, that actually really, that those teachings and that concept actually, changed the way I read a lot of scripture and how I mm. view a lot of the Bible. Actually, it's a crazy lens to be able to read the, his word through. You know? Yeah, for sure. It is. That's a big thing too. Word, the word is yeah. big in identity being in the word. Mm-hmm. You know, I was, I read through sometimes some of these like Pew research studies and, um, man, it's always alarming to me to find out how many people are in the body and are actually like biblical would be considered biblically illiterate. Mm -hmm. And like, that is the key to our identity. Yeah. Like if there's a guidebook, it's like the scout manual 
you know, if you want to be a Boy Scout, you read the Boy Scout manual. Come on. And if we're not in the word on a consistent basis, and I'm not saying this in a religious disciplinary way. I'm saying this in like, it's more like the instruction manual versus religious duty. Like yeah. religious duty will tell you, oh, if you're not in your word every day at 5 a.m. and up for prayer and this and that and the other, you're not being a good Christian man. Right. But that's not how I'm phrasing this. I'm saying is that you can't operate something without knowing how it works. Right. And we can trial by error. Yeah. Which typically gets us hurt. Yeah. And like the whole premise of being a, a follower of Jesus is to know him. You know, right. in John 1, you know. The word became flesh. Mm-hmm. He is the word of God. It's <laughs> right. like, how are we going to know him, you know, without the word? Right. <laughs> right. The word became flesh and dwelt among us. Yeah. And that is the character of Jesus is, is revealed in scripture. Mm-hmm. So I think that when it comes to establishing that firm relationship with our identities in Christ and who we are in Christ, we cannot do that if we're biblically illiterate. Yeah. It's just not possible. And we can't do it if we don't know Jesus. Right. Is it, that's, that's another thing. It's like, if we know Jesus, then we're going to know more about ourselves mm. because in his character, it reflects, you know, one, it's his voice, you know, mm. knowing him, you have to know his voice and what he's saying and speaking to us. Yeah. A lot of that's going to happen in the word. Right. It's a living, breathing document. Mm. You know, it is not just a book on a shelf or an app on a phone. Like, it is sharper than any two-edged sword. And it is a living, breathing, adaptable thing. I'm always amazed, like, when I get into the Word. And I've read it, like, a bunch of times in a bunch of different ways and different translations. And it's crazy to me that every time I read it, it's, like, fresh. Oh, yeah. And it's new. It is, dude. It's so multifaceted at that, like, mm-hmm. one day I read a scripture and I'm just like, oh, that's so cool. Like, in the context, like... this is what it means and then i'll read it another day i'm like oh dang this is way deeper yeah than i thought it was and it it totally applies to this part of my life and Mm. it's so good yeah and how do we tie that you know back into our identities i say that that oh is a part of the identity but i think you got it at a really true point which is like first and foremost the identity is in we are sons of God and brothers of Jesus, right? Like we are related to him. We know him. That is like number one would be that. And then number two would be like getting in the word to like understand who you are and who you belong to mm-hmm. and the nature of the person you belong to. Cause we're not, we're not ours anymore. I feel like we should be writing like a list right now. I don't have a pen. I can type <laughs> it on my phone. Yeah. 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 Maybe we make a little bullet list here. Yeah. Sounds good to me. Let me pull up my notes. Shout out to notes. <laughs> Dude, I use notes for everything. Same, bro. The fact that we're using my phone to record this right now is just like. Right. It's like, no, my notes. Right. But I don't want to be sponsored by Apple. <laughs> I love your products, Apple, but you're you're absolutely horrendous when it comes to production. I'm not sorry for saying that. Awful. Chinese sweatshops, people trying to commit suicide, nonsense. Dude. Ridiculous. And that's what's crazy. Like, I was watching that Ricky Gervais thing where he talked about, like, you say you're woke, but the companies you work for, he, he basically made a statement, like, if ISIS started a streaming service, you would call your agent. Right. He was talking about, like, Hollywood wokeness, right? Yeah. And that's what he was saying. He's like, I don't want to hear you virtual signal about anything when you work for companies like Apple. 
Right. Like, ridiculous. Right. And I hate to get off topic like that, but I just no, thought it was, no, it was just crazy. You know, we're sitting here talking about Apple or whatever. But I digress. Another podcast for another time. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, keys. Shoot, we're going to have like four episodes by the time we're done with this. Maybe. What are we in? 22? That's not bad. I think. Oh, no. I just meant because of our little rabbit trails. We just cut out segments and just, <laughs> just put them on for different episodes. <laughs> Jump into them. Yeah. All right. So, keys. We had. Obviously, knowledge of ourselves, right? Mm-hmm. As sons mm-hmm. or daughters of God. Mm-hmm. And then, I'm typing it up, knowledge of ourselves. And then, knowledge of God through the word. Yeah. Man, those are already two really good bullet points there. Those are good. And then also, I'm going to throw another one in there. We know God through the word, but we also know God through experience. Yeah, experiencing mm-hmm. the Lord physically. Mm-hmm. And I don't just mean, I mean, I, I'm not against everybody's expressions and experiences. That's not what I'm saying. But to have a genuine experience with yeah. the Lord, how, whatever that looks like. Right. I mean, that's that's pretty big key. Yeah. Something I was thinking about too, when we, going back to like how we started the podcast with like, okay, we like authenticity and realness is a part of our heart in the podcast and you know yeah. something we want to bring to the table. Mm-hmm. And um that's actually a good gauge for me to know if I'm walking my identity or not. Mm-hmm. Is when I am really not holding back yeah. You know, this might just be like a personal thing with me, but like when I'm able to be myself completely, mm. um, whether that means I'm like, um, not super outgoing or outspoken in that moment, or if it means like, just like kind of gauging where I'm at as a person, right? Mm. If I can be myself to the fullest extent, I can analyze what is going on in me eternally. Hmm. I don't know if I'm making a lot of sense, but like, okay, great example. Last night on Midnight Oil, there's, and this is something I've been learning in worship, is like the Lord, like coming before the Lord, real and authentic. And when I, so we do these rap freestyles just for context for the viewers on, um, Midnight Oil, where we just worship through freestyling as an expression. And I've been like rapping since I was a teenager. And when I was in the world, like everything that came out of me was disgusting when I would freestyle, you know, just super worldly, vulgar. And as a Christian in my early walk with the Lord, I was afraid to freestyle because of the things that might come out of me, mm. even though I was a new creation, the Lord was still dealing with some of that, a lot of that stuff that carried over um, mm. that he still needed to deal with. But then I realized like, man, like I don't want to hold that stuff down and not bring it to the surface. And by like freestyling is such a good thing because you just, you're just putting it all out of there. You can't think Mm. of what you're going to say next right? because 
it just doesn't work like that. You're you're not going to come up with any rhymes, you know, whatever. You're just kind of like letting it out. It to me, dude, it almost feels like spe- praying in the spirit, mm. honestly. Um, but when you start doing it and you're letting it all out, like if something slips out of you, yeah, like okay, first of all, no judgment, but like that was in you, right. you know. And for me, that's a good gauge. If I'm able to be fully myself yeah. and something comes up and comes out of me or I'm like, oh, how'd that get in there? Yeah. You know, I'm able to address those things mm-hmm. and because it's out of the abundance of the heart our, we speak, you know? Right. And so I'm like, okay, well, if I'm saying that kind of thing, my heart um, must need some work. Yeah. And that gives me an opportunity to go before the Lord and say, okay, Lord, how, what do we need to work on in my heart in this moment for that to come out of me? So that real authenticity, um, that is um, a great opportunity for us to really kind of take a litmus on where our heart is. I totally agree. Um, Thank you, Jesus, for for our boys. Back in. Okay, so what I was going to say to that was, or what I'm saying to that is I can identify with that in a very similar way. I don't rap, but I write. Mm. And I write a lot of poetry. Mm -hmm. And it's not necessarily the words I choose. It's the mood that's on the page. Mm -hmm. You know, like if I write a poem and it tends to like be more negative or angry or resentful or something, you know what I mean? Like yeah. I, that's like a good litmus test for me in regards to where I'm at yeah. internally. So I can totally relate on a creative level. Yeah. You know, like what, what is pouring out of me is a good indication of where I am at and accepting who I am and uh, the things about myself. Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And, my whole point with that in identity, it was like, like, obviously when those things come out of you, you're like convicted, Yeah, <laughs> you know, and it's the conviction of the Holy Spirit where you're just like, oh, wait a minute. Why is that in me? Because that's not who I am. Mm. You know, that doesn't line up right. with me being a new creation, with me being righteous, with, you know, God saying, um, who I am. It just, it just doesn't line up in my character. And it's an opportunity, I think, to um, just to, to redirect our thinking and to, to change our heart. And also, um, yeah, just go back to, okay, what does God say about me? And begin to, to walk in that and to yeah. walk that out. No, I 100%. That is really key. That's good. That's really good. Um, especially when it's when you're when I'm struggling with my identity. It's uh I can go back to you know, that's like the beauty of, you know, building altars in your mind. You know, I call it building altars because anytime the Lord did anything in the Old Testament, they were called to build an altar for remembrance, right? Hmm. And one of the things I like to do is to go back and Look at when I'm in a, in a not so great season, look at other seasons and reflect on my character in those seasons. Mm. 
You know what I mean? And I can, it's like almost like a miniature altar that I can go back to the Lord and say like, this is where I want to be. Yeah. You know, I'm not here now, but this is where I'm shooting for. Like, this is the identity that I want. I don't want to let the circumstances around me dictate my identity in this moment. Like that, that's what I want. I want to be firmly rooted in that identity. Yeah. That's good. This is also good because the world is in such an identity crisis right now, dude. Like everybody's like so confused. Yeah. About who they are. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's so, it's tragic and it's sad because we have the answer. And the thing is, is that people don't like the answer, but it's a good answer. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's not sexy or fashionable to that for that to be the answer, the word being the answer, or the, 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 the type of humanity laid out in the Bible. Yeah. You know, people consider it antiquated or whatever, but, you know, I was talking with Krista not long ago, and it's really just all really selfish. Yeah, totally. You know, the way we identify is it's self-centered. Yeah. It's all rooted in pleasure. Right. You know? Yeah, it totally is. That's why it's so hard to hear, you know, um, who you actually are. And the answer is because people build these, their own identities of themselves. They, they, you know, their self image Mm -hmm. is built up in whatever they want it to be now. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like there's no boundaries. There's no limit. It's whatever makes them feel good. Right. And then to hear who they really are, you know, it's in order for them to receive that, the other thing comes crashing and burning. Right. Right. Yeah. It's like, it's like letting go of one, like to grab the lesser thing over the greater thing. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, and our society kind of promotes that, uh, we have this like instant gratification society. Mm -hmm. Whereas feel good instantaneous versus a little bit of pain to feel way better and secure later. Yeah. Because I mean, I know like when I was in the world and, I would have, especially as a teenager, I would have these seasons where like I was a goth and I was a skater and I was a punker and I was a hip hop, you know, I mean, all that stuff. And I would identify myself with these labels. And then the reason why I never stuck with any single one of them is because none of them could actually satisfy what I was looking for. Yeah. And I think that's what our society on a grander scale is struggling with. They keep reaching for the next thing to identify with. And when that thing stops identifying them to their satisfaction, they grab for the next. Right. And it's this never ending cycle of like spiritual and emotional and mental dissatisfaction with life. Right. So true, dude. And it sucks because all of those things in their purest, Mm. like original redeemed, whatever you want to call it form are from the kingdom. Right. You know, it's not like the enemy can't create, he can't create anything. Mm. He can only counterfeit, mm. you know, from the Lord. And it's like all these um, different phases and fads mm. that even those, you know, like when we try to um, identify with those things, it's like, man, we're literally just chasing like a counterfeit version of like God's creativity in the kingdom. Yeah. 
I don't know where I'm going with this. Is just kind of a random thought, but anyway. No, I like that. I like where you're going with it because to me, <laughs> when you said counterfeit, the first thing that popped in my head was of security, mm. a counterfeit of security, and I've noticed it specifically in in situations outside the church where people will latch on to like a hobby or a subculture, and they do it all through old life. It's not just teenagers. You know, I see it in guys that are this in this craft beer culture. Yeah, they and and it becomes. Or oh, I'm a mountain biker. Yeah, I do craft beer. I'm yep. a guitar guy. Yeah, um, you know, and it's like they latch on to this this culture, and it becomes like the premier identifying factor about them. Yeah, is that this is either what I do or where I work. Yeah, and we, I think, even until I was saved, I spent my life chasing those down right and then eventually they just you can't i can't be identified by a craft beer dude come on i can't be identified by mountain biking that's not my identity it's not who i am it may be something i enjoy and something i do and god created this world and he created all these things for us to enjoy yeah but like the one verse says we 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 trade the truth of god for a lie and worship and serve the creature rather than the creator yeah and that is true that is at its core the identity struggle is a fight between am I going to identify with what I was created to be, who I was created to be, or am I going to identify with the things that were created for me to enjoy and then make them a part of my identity? Right. And so what is the lie like that we're believing in that, you know, like. I would call it the grass is greener lie. You know, we've always say people say like the grass is greener on the other side. Yeah. I think that's the lie. Like that's the cheese. That's the lie that we we bite onto. Mm-hmm. Is that the next thing is going to make us feel good about ourselves? Right. And the root of all that is being unsatisfied because we're not pursuing Jesus. Right. You know, we're not being filled up with the the Lord. Right. And we're not rooted in Him. And that because here's the thing that doesn't the, the the identity that I have in the Lord does not change. Yeah, it is immutable. It is a truth. I was bought, paid for. I am set free, saved, sanctified. All of those things. They will never change. Yeah. Like when I accepted Jesus into my heart, confessed with my own mouth, and believed, and began to to bear fruit in keeping with repentance. Those things then became immovable truths over my life. Yeah. And I think that <laughs> until I got, and until we, we accept that, we will be shaken in different directions, looking for something that's not going to move on us. Yeah. Right. Cause, because that identity at its core is something to stand on. It's security. It's who I am. It's, this is me. Right. And if we can't get to a place where we're standing on that truth, that reality, then everything is going to be sinking sand under our feet. No matter what hobby, job, marriage, prospect, relationship, does not matter what it is. No matter if it's drugs, alcohol, whatever your idea of life is. So funny because from I think we can both speak through experience, man. We've tried it all. Yeah. Been there, done that. <laughs> and Jesus is the only answer, man. Right. I have I had I did I had did not experience any stability in my life until I became a Christian. Like yeah. truth, like same bro. Church, bro. Same like bro. Can I can say straight up that in my life, never have I ever felt, I mean, not to say I don't feel great or bad about myself, but never have I felt secure in my identity like this. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
For sure, dude. For sure. Yeah, I mean, my entire existence. Yeah. Up until this point was like this insecure. The best way to describe it is like this, this like sweaty, graspy, insecure internal world. You know, just mm-hmm. a very uninhabitable, unwelcoming, uncomfortable. You know what I mean? Like that was my inner world. Mm-hmm. You know, nothing was was rooted. Nothing was set in stone. Nothing was stable. Yeah. And then I get saved and I begin to allow the Holy Spirit to work on me. And now I have that platform in which I stand on. Yeah. You know, I'm not knocking hobbies. I'm not knocking... No, it's all it's, good, it's all good stuff. stuff right? Yeah, but when when we make that our the core of who we are, it is going to fail you. It will always fail you unless it's Jesus. Mm-hmm. Unless God be the center, it will fizzle and fail. Right. And then I think with a lot of um, married couples, when we're not in the church or when we're struggling, we tend to do that with our spouses. Yeah. And your spouse is going to fail you. Yep. It's going to happen. Yep. <laughs> it's just about, I mean, we're all, none of us are perfect. Right. And, you know, I've noticed that a lot of couples tend to, like, in the beginning before salvation, be each other's, like, functional saviors. Mm-hmm. And then even that begins to fizzle and, yeah. and, and die down. And people become the people they really are, you know, because in the beginning of a relationship, you're never really, you're, like, best foot forward. You know what I mean? You haven't done the things yet that would cause a blemish in the other person's eyes. But I think as that goes back to identity, it's like, no matter what those things are, those things that were created and awesome for us to enjoy when we identify with them in the core of our being, it's just never going to end well. Right. Never. Yeah. I wholeheartedly agree with that, man. So, as we're talking about identity, anybody out there listening, um, if you're struggling with your identity, what, Vinny, would you say to a person who's listening right now that is, like, severely struggling with, like, their identity? It's a great question. Yeah, Jesus died for you. He came humbly to this earth, born in a manger, raised in the ghetto, fled from his hometown. This crazy adventure went through everything you and I have ever gone through was tempted in every way imaginable and overcame all of it. And chose to chose to die for you. Chose to be whipped and beaten and hung on a hung on a tree to pay for you and your life just so he could be with you 
to raise again and give you new life, to take your old life, to take your old self, everything that you've ever done against him, to take all of that. Anything, anytime the world has said a lie about you, about who you are, he took all of that and paid for it with his body and with his blood. And three days later, he resurrected and came out of the grave. So all of that stuff that you were carrying would be stuck in the grave. (laughs) And that you would come out of the grave with him, free of all of that. And so, I just want you to know that you are free. Thanks so much for joining us. Please remember to share this show with your community and encourage everyone to come and listen in on the conversation. Follow us on social media and give us a like and review wherever you consume your podcast and other media. Until next time, be blessed, be a blessing, and remember, there's always an open seat for you at the table.